Welcome to Discovering You with your hosts, Harmony Patton and Sherry Matthews. Harmony is a professional dancer, an online fitness and health coach, the founder of the Paleo Ballerina, and the creator of the Eat for Acne meal plan and detox protocol. Sherry is an online fitness and health coach, a yoga and meditation teacher, and spiritual rock star. She's the founder of Live Free with Sherry, the creator of Discover Your Zen, and the Miracle Mindset Kickstarter. Together, Harmony and Sherry will answer your questions and discuss a wide range of topics from wellness to nutrition, spirituality, mindfulness, self-love, and so much more. Welcome to Discovering You Podcast, episode 15. Today, we're going to be talking all about stress, and we're back. (laughs) We're back. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so we're just going to go ahead. It's been a while, guys. Clearly, that goes without saying, it has been a minute. <laughs> um, we're just going to get started today with some updates. Sherry, what's been going on the past million months? I <laughs> so I think the last time that we, what was it July that we podcasted, I think? I think so. Maybe even August, but I think it was probably late July. So, uh, well, obviously summer was a little bit crazy, and even when you and I were podcasting, regularly talking about our topic today is going to be stress and just how stress does and can affect the body because we both had a lot of things going on this summer but for me I um I ended up injuring my neck so when that happened and I'll go more into detail that later that kind of took me down for a few months and um the symptoms that followed after that you know was just more than I had signed up for and obviously I didn't expect so it's Great to just get through summer, um, moving into fall, and I'm excited about our topic today, and just, you know, lots of fun things going on with business and life, and um, just feeling like, uh, you know, I'm back in a good place again. Plus, you went vegan. Can you talk about that a little bit? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I, I know. It couldn't be... <laughs> It couldn't be uh, further from where I was before. Uh, I um, After all of this happened you know, with my neck and just, uh, obviously I have probably talked about other podcasts prior that, you know, addiction is something that I've struggled with, especially the past few years. And I decided, you know, back in September that it was just after all of that stuff happened and just moving through trying to heal my neck and just going through depression and stuff that if I was going to go back into recovery, there was other things that I had to change. And, you know, it's hard when you're trying to go into recovery, you know, for me, it's alcohol addiction. And even though I'm not drinking or I'm not smoking or I'm not doing drugs or something like that, if you're still filling your body with things that can also react in, in, you know, in a toxic way, I just decided that I'm going to completely shift my lifestyle. And it actually started from, it was actually a weird dream that I had to tell you the truth. It started with a weird dream and it was like, God spoke to me in my dream. And when I woke up, it wasn't even the thing that I had to like process. Like I just woke up in the morning and got out of bed and just (laughs) told my boyfriend, I'm switching to a vegan lifestyle, hundred percent vegan lifestyle. It was just like (laughs) the weirdest epiphany or just thing that could have ever happened. And and, and I've always eaten healthy and I've, you know, made vegetarian meals, vegan meals, as well as just regular meals. But the transition has been way easier than I thought. And I think it's just because I have a completely different mindset and it's actually really helped with the recovery process. I think because like I, 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 it, it, I think mindfulness is playing into it. It's compassion and it's, it's not necessarily like I decided to do it for the animals. I did it for myself and just the way that my body needed to feel. And it's just, you know, after all this time, it's like I sleep better. I have a lot more energy. It's just like everything for me is just like physically and mentally clear. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is amazing. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's just been a process. Yeah. Yeah. No, like when you're talking about going into recovery and everything, like I was sitting over here having chills. <laughs> I just think it's awesome. Like, thank you. I think, you know, it's really hard in life to make changes in general, big or small, but, Mm -hmm. you know, something like committing to recovery and committing to a completely different, like, vegan lifestyle. Like, I think that's awesome. Yeah. It's been a good shift. You know, it's just 
uh, it, it's like anything else. Whatever, whatever you're trying to change in your life, you have. I mean, we obviously have to make a commitment to it. Whether it's losing weight or changing the way that you eat or trying to get off a of medication, and you know, this time around, you know, from obviously this was my third relapse, and so this is my third time back in AA, and has it's all fallen in the month of September. So this time around, I finally said, "It's a, this must be my lucky month." you know, so I'm back. <laughs> and, but, you know, what I wasn't doing before was I wasn't, I wasn't actually working my program. I was going to like two or three meetings and then I would leave there and then I would have the ego, like, I'm just going to do some yoga. I'm going to meditate. I can do this on my own. And I realized like, that's just a bunch of bullshit. Like I can't do it on my own. And it's like, I have to go to a meeting every single day because I need to, it's, it's no different than like I, I need to work out every day or do my yoga every day. I have to get to a meeting every day so I can have that little nugget or that little intuition or, you know, have that purpose on why I need to be in recovery. And I think the same thing is like, you know, th now then it's like, okay, how am I fueling my body? So not only is going vegan helped me, but it's something it gets, it, it, it's also given me something to be excited about because now it's like every, instead of just being like, Oh, I'm going to go, you know, like, you know, to Chipotle and get this, or I'm going to go here and get that, or I'm going to go grab my Thai food. Now it's like, I, I pay attention, like where it is that I'm going to go to and why, and what can I eat there? So I don't know. It's kind of been like a little game to tell you the truth. Yeah. It's, it's actually made me save money because I realized, well, hell, there's nothing I can really eat in an Italian place. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so true. <laughs> so true. Uh, yeah, so how have you been, my friend? <laughs> oh, dandy. Just dandy. Yeah, no, but I, I really love that, though, that you mentioned about, like, really following and working the program. And it's, like, sometimes, clearly, like, programs and things, like, they're created in a certain way for a reason. And so often, I think we let our egos just, like, oh, yeah, no, like, I get that people need to do that, but, like... I'm just going to do it my way <laughs> because this is what works for me. Like, yes. but then nothing ever really works for you. And like, mm -hmm. that's true with so many things, you know? And we're like, oh yeah, like I tried to do that, but it didn't work for me. It's like, well, did you actually follow it the way that it was supposed to be done? Like the way that it was written. And I don't know. I just think that's such like an interesting thing about ourselves that we have that ego that we just think we somehow know better mm -hmm. than people who clearly have more experience than us and clearly like you know there's typically a method to things like I mean some things are random sure but I feel like more often than not you know there's a reason that things are set up the way that they are mm -hmm. um and even if it doesn't feel like your comfort zone or like normal or natural to you um, you know, that it can be worth just doing it the way it's supposed to be done. So I just love that. Definitely. And, you know, talking about, um, ego, it's just, yeah, when we think we have all the answers in life, like, and especially if it's something that's brand new to you, you will set yourself up for failure. <laughs> yep. And it's just any change that you're trying to make you have to go into things with an open mind. And in, in in the past, like my first time around, you know, when I went into AA, I did go in there with a chip on my shoulder and I didn't know if I wanted to be there and I didn't think I had to be there, but I tried it. And then, you know, every, every, like the vibe I would always get would make me feel worse. So I would leave there and not feel like I really gained anything. And I think that's what made me give up that time around. Cause I was like, Oh, I've got my own tools. I'll, I'll do this on my own. And it di obviously didn't work. And then when I went in the second time, I went in with a little bit different attitude, more gung ho and I'm ready. And, um, you know, then when my mom got sick last year, um, I obviously just wanted to use that as an excuse to go back out and drink. <laughs> Yeah. So, and I, and I, and I talk about that in the meetings and that's just obviously how it is this time around. It's different. I had a totally different intention. My mindset's different. I don't go into the meetings anymore, uh, trying to judge anything or anybody. And I just go in there with an open mind and an open heart. And 
everything's positive. I leave there feeling good and it's not something that I have to do. It's something that I want to do. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, it's just that we all have our own journey. We all have our own path. And I think you truly have to be ready to, to make certain changes in life and yeah, not For force sure. it. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> For sure. So now we're the pa- the paleo and the vegan. <laughs> but- Polar opposites. <laughs> because us paleo people love vegans. I'm just kidding. No, I'm, you know, even though I, I mean, there's so many things about a vegan lifestyle that I could and would never do um, for so many reasons. However, you know, I'm all about, like, I think you have to honor your body and wherever you are in your life. And so I'll never poo-poo anyone that's like, hey, veganism is working for me right now. Okay. Then, like, do it. You know, do what feels good. Do what feels right. Like, you're the only one that's in your body. You're the only person who can really make that decision for yourself. So, um, you know, if someone tells me, hey, I eat white bread and it feels really good. I'm like, you know what? Carry on. I mean, I can't really give it a seal of approval, but you do you, boo. And, uh, and because I'm such a good cook, I, I, I realize I can veganize this shit out of anything. Throw me a recipe that I used to make, and you bet your butt, I can veganize it. Right, that's like me with paleo, right? People are like, oh, but this recipe isn't paleo. I'm like, okay, come on. Like, use your common sense. Yeah. Like substitute this with this, like, let's just, you know what is and isn't paleo, so just make those little substitutions, and boom, paleo recipe, it's magical, oh, but it says soy sauce, okay, use coconut aminos, you'll be alright, like, damn, people, anyway, no person in particular, I'm just saying, though, like, it's really true, and recipes, and you'll hear, like, people who develop recipes, they always say, like, it's not supposed to be followed 100, like, yes, of course, with baking, actually, yeah. that's one thing where it really doesn't need to be followed exactly unless you know what kind of substitutions you can make and it'll work. Um, but I think that's a little bit of an exception. When it comes to typical just, like, food recipes, you're supposed to, you know, use the ingredients that you have on hand, like, mm-hmm. switch things out here and there, like, make it so that you're going to like it and enjoy it and be able to eat it and not have, like, digestive upset and whatever, you yeah, know? So, definitely. like, it doesn't have to be followed 100% to the book 24-7. Like, that's not the point of recipes. Exactly. To help give you ideas. Anyway. <laughs> now that we've gone way off topic. <laughs> See, we're right back on track with this. <laughs> um, so, my updates. July. Oh, man. So, July... I went to Nashville. Well, I mean, leading up to late July, I had I was preparing for my competition, which was just a total, oh my goodness. I wrote a huge blog post all about it. If you want to read more about it, thepaleoballerina.com slash blog. Uh, <laughs> just scroll down a little bit. You'll find it there. Um, but wow, I mean, that competition prep took me down... And it's like a bikini competition, by the way. Let me just, for those of you that don't know what I'm talking about, it's not like a CrossFit competition, you know, where you're um, actually doing like pull-ups and it's nothing like that. Um, And it's also not like a pageant where you have to talk or anything. (laughs) Um, Because sometimes when I tell people I do a bikini competition, they're like, oh, so it's like a pageant. Like you just have to look in a bikini and walk around. Like, no, not exactly. So... You know, it's judged based on, like, muscle definition and symmetry, and you have to try to show your personality on stage with the way you move and smile and make eye contact with the judges, and some people do, like, hair flips. <laughs> like, you turn around, and you hair flip, and then you, like, look over your shoulder and do a little pop. I mean, people do all kinds of things. Anyway, um, so, wow, the competition prep took me down just a crazy, and I talked a little bit about it in previous episodes because I was on prep the last time that we were podcasting. Uh, But wow, in retrospect, I just, um, I felt like I sacrificed a whole lot for 15 seconds, literally, because the way that this particular competition was done, you don't all go on stage and you do your poses and whatever. It's like you go one by one onto this tiny little stage with three judges in like a little room. And then depending on how you do there, they pick 
a top 10 out of 400 people. <laughs> they pick a top 10 for women and a top 10 for men. And then those people get to do their posing on the big stage and everyone else just walks out on stage and just stands there. So, mm-hmm, I see. yeah, so I did, I did the, the little tiny stage with the three judges like that portion of the competition. And when I found out I didn't get into top 10, I was like, okay, I'm not going to walk on stage. Like, that's a little bit embarrassing. <laughs> like, I don't know. It just felt, and clearly I have a little bit of an ego when it comes to this. And it's like a thing, you know, where... I've spent a lot of my life being super self-conscious about my body, and I did the competition to challenge myself and to try and push and break all of those boundaries, um, and to just do something that really kind of freaked me out and terrified me and made me uncomfortable, because, you know, that's really the only way that we can grow in life is by doing those things. So, it's all about it in that aspect, but man, it's tough. Like, you get there and you see all these people and you're like, oh my god. They look amazing. Like, there were some people there that just... And I did also hear that there were some people who competed in this small beach body competition who do, like, NPC and do, uh, you know, the quote-unquote real, like, national-level type of competition. So there were some people there, you know, who were really, like, legit and had coaches there with them, whereas most of us didn't have a coach like I did everything on my own which was really tough because during the process you just you're constantly second guessing yourself and like you don't want to train wrong because you don't want to you know look too much like this or too much like that and everything like all the information out there contradicts each contradicts each other like nothing (laughs) one site to another it completely contradicts like they contradict themselves even sometimes Mm -hmm. um So definitely just a lot of conflicting information and I would have weeks where I felt really good and I was like, okay, I'm on track. I'm following everything really well. This feels good. Um, but then I would have weeks where I was just like, uh, what am I doing with myself? And then I would just sit around and research and I would not work out and I would research and you know what I mean? Like I got so wrapped up in the mental aspect of it all and just like, oh my God, I don't want to do the wrong thing. Oh, what am I doing? I'm not eating at this time. That's wrong. I'm doing this wrong, blah, blah, blah. Like my brain, whoa. Like I just completely went down like a disordered eating, like just a super disordered mindset in general. Um, and just kind of went into like a black hole of that. So This is why we're talking about stress today. Right. Because, you know, what stress physically, mentally, and emotionally does to us. Exactly. Exactly. Right? So, it's like I was letting the stress of wanting to do well in the competition. Because my whole thing was like, okay, I don't want to win. Like, I'm not crazy. But I just wanted to get into top ten. Because a lot of people in this competition, also because it's a smaller Beachbody-specific competition, a lot of people don't participate competitively. So, I mean, with that taken into consideration, I was like, okay, yes, there are 400 people. That's a lot of people. But I felt like maybe a lot of them would just be people who had worked out at home and just wanted to show their progress from Beachbody products. Wouldn't necessarily be, you know, that super fit. Um, And I mean, I do think I brought a decent package to the competition. Like, you know, in retrospect, I'm not going to say like, oh yeah, like I looked like shit. Like, no, I, I did work hard and you know, I did my thing and I'm months later now, I am glad I did it. But there's so many things I would do differently, you know, if I were to do it again. And really just the whole mental aspect messed with me big time. Um, I feel like I was going somewhere and then I forgot where I was going. Um, hold on. What was I saying? Me and my brain. Well, I think the one thing that, you know, when you you and I having a lot of conversations when you were going through that is that not only were you getting stressed and losing sight of why you were doing it in the first place, but it was triggering all types of past emotions for oh, you yeah. as well, which was stressing you out oh, yeah. even more. You know, so instead of taking something positive that you were going to do for fun, it really started to create a lot of stress yep. and triggers for you. Yep. Absolutely. Big time. And, you know, that's when I say, like, the disordered eating stuff because, 
you know, being in ballet school and all of that, there were so many times I did all kinds of crazy diets where I restricted and then I would like eat a whole lot. And I found myself doing that. And I found myself like wanting to binge eat and then feeling like I couldn't eat and like then being super full and super hungry and just, oh my God. And like, even just tracking, and I think I did talk about this in a previous episode, but, you know, like, the portion control containers, which um, I, you know, I've seen them work well for so many people. Like, I fully advocate them. However, like, if you're someone that has a disordered eating past, like, those are so not good for you. At least for me, they weren't. And I've talked to people since that have said the same thing. Like, yeah, it put me back into that obsessive, disordered eating mindset. And that's the thing. Even if you're eating a good amount and whatever, it's a mindset problem where you're like, okay, I can only have like this much carbs and I can only have this much of this and I can only do this and I can only eat at this time and I can only have this and oh, I'm hungry right now, but I can't eat yet. I have to wait two hours, wait till my alarm goes off on my phone so I can eat. Like, (laughs) literally, it's insane. Right? Like, and I had worked really hard to get myself to a place where I enjoyed eating healthy by eating paleo. Like, despite how technically restrictive paleo is, for me, it was very liberating because I felt like I can eat what I want. I just have to make it paleo compliant. I can eat as much as I want. It doesn't matter when I'm eating. I know that everything I'm eating is healthy and good for me. So I don't really have to worry about anything else beyond that, as long as it's paleo compliant, you know? And then from there, there are my gray areas where like, okay, rice works well for me, so I'll eat rice sometimes and, you know, things like that. Um, And it becomes much more of like an intuitive eating as opposed to just like strict paleo, which in the grand scheme of things, you know, like I would say that's what paleo is meant to be. Like it's supposed to be individualistic. Like it's not this dogmatic thing. And that's like, you can be disordered eating with paleo as well it can absolutely become disordered, you know, and when fear starts to come into play with your food and, like, when you're afraid to eat certain food groups, and I come in, like, I see this all the time with my clients, with my acne clients and my programs, um, you know, they're literally terrified to eat certain foods because, you know, what if it breaks them out? And just having that like fear and it's, it's really kind of an irrational fear. And then that then induces this stress response, right? Which then makes you produce all this like cortisol and then, you know, you're messing everything up anyway. And it's just this huge vicious cycle. Um, anyway, so it is interesting. Like I definitely did, I gained weight during my prep. To an extent, I have to believe that that was muscle because when I measured my body fat after the fact, a week later, I was down to like 10% body fat, um, which for a female is very low. Like men can go quite far below that and it's, you know, not necessarily too big of a deal. But for women, you know, to keep your hormones in balance and everything, like you have to keep a decent amount of body fat. But it's interesting because... I then started also weighing myself, of course, because I'm like, oh, everyone says for show weight, like, your show weight needs to be below, like, your normal weight and blah, 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 your maintenance weight. Um, So I'm like, okay, let me weigh myself all the time, which was dumb as well, like, because my weight was going up because I was lifting more, and the way that I planned my whole prep before competition was just stupid, you know, like, um, I, I just, I didn't plan it well at all. Um, and I, I thought I did, like I tried to, but then I kept second guessing myself and changing my plan. And the worst thing you can do when it comes to like preparing for something or, um, like, you know, as far as working out and eating well goes, honestly, the worst thing you can do is continuously switch plans. Right. Because you're not going to see any type of results. 
You know what I mean? You can't keep flip-flopping. Like, you have to choose something, and you have to kind of stick with it for a while. And that goes with, like, natural healing and everything, too. Like, I, you know, I see that also with my acne clients a lot, where people, like, we have them on something, and it's like, oh, well, like, they want to switch. And I'm like, no, we need to stay the course. Like, stick with things. Actually see it through. And that kind of goes back to what we were talking about with, like, following a program the way it's written. Exactly. As well. You know, like... You have to follow things and see it through and not just, like, do something for a week. And then, but, yeah, so that's what I was doing. And it was all, it was total mind game. The entire thing, my brain is what messed me up. It, my brain is totally what screwed me over. And it's, like, I have this passive, all this disordered whatever, so many, like, body image issues and all of this, which is why I wanted to compete, to challenge all of that. I just, in the end, didn't go about it the best way. And right now, I actually, like, I do want to compete again. I'm not going to ever do a beach body competition again because I don't like how it was run. And I felt like I sacrificed a lot for 15 seconds of nothing. Like, it just, <laughs> it just felt a little bit dumb. Um, but, you know, just, just being honest. Um, but I, I would like to compete again. Now that I have a lot of knowledge and experience in my arsenal from, because this was a huge experience for me. Um, and originally I was actually going to sign up for a competition in November, but I decided against it because right now I'm doing like a leaky gut protocol. So my eating is just super clean. I'm just eating all real whole foods. Not as if I don't do that in general, but you know, typically I'll let myself have some snacks here and some, you know, maybe some chips and whatever else. I don't know, some booze here and there. But, like, yeah, I'm so I'm really on this strict kick at the moment because I want to get any things in my digestion just really under control. Um, I'm in a really good place with my business stuff. Like, I finally, I was kind of in a little bit of a funk with that as well, and that went right along with, my whole mental process, like, you can't really help other people if you're in this state of, like, oh, my God, what am I doing? Yes. What is life? You know, like, you, you're you not in a place to be helping people. So, yes, I was still running groups, and I was sharing my experience with all of this and, um, you know, sharing motivation as far as helping people work out consistently and, you know, drink their shakes and all of this. So, in that aspect, I was still helping people. But... Like, grand scheme of things, emotionally, I was just in a messed up place. Right. Um, You know? And granted, I mean, the old me, this would have been an entirely different story. Like, it would have been totally different. I still completely kept my shit together. <laughs> and, you know, like, no one would have been the wiser. It was just kind of like this internal, like, really second-guessing myself. And losing that comfort and love for, like fitness and healthy foods that I had found and that it had taken me, you know, three years to really build up because I love eating paleo. Like it makes me feel good and I do love exercising. But anyway, after the competition, I took an entire month off of exercising. Like, I mean, I worked out probably, and that was partially on purpose. So at the event, we worked out a ton and then I worked out maybe once or twice a week um, for the month of August, which is, like, nothing. I, essentially, I took off all of August. Um, and then, I mean, September, I started teaching ballet again. Um, I picked up quite a few pio classes to teach. I, caught, I taught a couple pio classes in the summer as well. I also got certified to teach Insanity in September. I got certified to teach Country Heat. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but even... With all of that and, like, rediscovering, you know, eating paleo and um, then switching over to the leaky gut thing made it so I couldn't drink, like, a pre-workout and, like, cut all caffeine out of my life, which was, you know, I'm typically, like, I don't like coffee. I don't really drink any caffeinated beverages, but I was relying because... <laughs> When you don't want to work out, when you have no motivation, the thing that can get you to do it is like, okay, well, I need to work out, so I'm going to drink some pre-workout, and then it's actually going to happen, as opposed to August, which was me sitting around and doing nothing, you know? Yeah. So I was like, okay, I need to get back to working out consistently, 
So that really helped me do that, which is great. However, um, you know, now we're into October. We're pretty Almost well into October. It, yeah. Right. We're like 22 days into October. So um, this month has been very, and I mean, teaching Pio helps and teaching ballet helps because I'm very active when I do both of those. You know, I do a lot of the movements that I have my students do, if not all of them. So, um, but my actual, like, I'm not following a particular program at the moment. Like, my workouts are definitely a little willy-nilly. And, <laughs> like, when you're doing a gut healing protocol, you're not really supposed to work out. But I'm like, I just came off of all of this time of not working out. <laughs> but yeah. August was like a eat horribly, drink horribly, not work out type of month. <laughs> Which I did gain some weight from. Like, I hit my highest weight that I've been since 2013. 13 when I lost all of my weight like I haven't had weight problems since I did those cleanses in 2013 and I lost all that weight and I went paleo like I literally stayed the same weight oh wow I haven't had to worry about it. like there were like maybe a couple pounds fluctuation and then I started this prep and I think to be fair like I think over the course of 2015 2016 like I have been building a lot of muscle you know I've been incorporating a lot more weight training and when I started prep, I weighed myself. I was like, oh, my God, I'm 10 pounds heavier than I used to be, which, you know, was a little bit of a shock. And it's also like, well, I did stop doing ballet. So it became just my at-home workouts that were my workouts. Um, And, yeah, but then after competition with the rest plus – and granted, I mean, I didn't starve myself during competition prep at all. Like, I ate – well, I still ate, I just ate very, very clean, like a lot of, um, chicken, a lot of fish, um, which the food all, all tasted very delicious. It was not a problem. Uh, you know, a lot of zucchini, broccoli doesn't sit very well with me. I have a little bit of a FODMAP intolerance. Um, what else did I eat a lot of? I incorporated some gluten-free oats, which didn't, when I soaked them overnight, they worked okay, but again, just didn't particularly work well with me. I did eat a lot of egg whites, a lot of egg whites. Um, you know, so I did, and I did the whole peak week thing where you drink two gallons of water a day for a couple of days. And then, you know, on show day, you don't really drink much water. Like you just kind of sip a little bit. Um, so I did do all of that, which was kind of an experiment. And it was interesting seeing what my body did and seeing how I felt. Um, and, you know, like, when I look at those pictures of my abs, I'm like, oh, man, that looks good. That looks good. <laughs> um, and, yeah, my abs don't look like that right now, but I'm okay with that. I've also barely been exercising, you know, um, and I still have abs, so I'm not complaining by any means. Um, but, yeah, so September, October has been inconsistent with the workouts, but at least they're there and at least I'm active and um, – I forget yet again where I was going with this. This is my problem. I do this when I write, too. Like, my blog posts, I'm like, wait. But it's easier with blog posts because I can just scroll up and be like, oh, right, right, that's what I was doing. That's where I was going. Um, yeah, so, in, I mean, interesting, some, you know. That's yeah, yeah. Uh, it was about my weight. So I did hit my highest weight. And then that's kind of when I was like, okay, I need to get myself together. And that was, I think, around the beginning of September that I, you know, Really, all that it took, I'm not even going to lie, it took one week, maybe two weeks of going back to eating normal paleo, not like crazy strict, not like Whole30, but just regular paleo the way I've been eating it, and actually moving my body. Like, I was doing a super simple, low-impact, at-home yoga thing. It wasn't even, like, I barely broke a sweat, and I lost, like, the five or six or eight pounds, whatever, within, like, two weeks. So clearly my body was, I think it was just holding onto a lot of inflammation yeah. and a lot of like water and, you know, just having all of that process. And I, I don't, I wasn't even eating horribly. That's the thing. But I was letting myself have a lot of sugar and, you know, right. so your body just holds on to all of that and it creates inflammation in your body when even just drinking, you know, like that creates inflammation in your body, which makes you retain this extra weight that doesn't really budge unless like you cut out the drinking and all of that. So, I mean, right. I didn't drink the entire month of September. I've had, I've drinking once in October and it was because my high school friends were in town. So, um, you know, like for me, I don't, 
technically struggle with like alcohol addiction, but it's definitely one of those things that I can feel that it's like a slippery slope and, you know, I can, and we all go through periods where we let ourselves indulge too much and you're like, okay, like that was not good. So I'm just glad to at least be aware of all that, Um, you know, but it's just, it's crazy because all of these things in our life, in our lives, plural, um, you know, like the stress of it all, just the impact of that on our body is just crazy. And I know we're, we're talking about stress today. Um, now that we've done, you know, 40 minutes of updates, <laughs> but that, I think that was a little bit, it was to be expected because we haven't podcasted in a really long time and we wanted to give you guys like a really good update of what's been happening in both of our lives, really why we took this break, mm-hmm. why it was important for us. And I mean, not that doing this podcast is particularly stressful, but again, it comes back to being in a place yourself that you have something to give because we never want to show up for you guys only half-assing it. Like we never right. want to be on here giving you, you know, not the best content or not giving you our whole selves. Like we want to be providing for you so that you walk away from listening to our podcast feeling good. You feel motivated. Exactly. You feel energized, right? Not like, oh, that was kind of a depressing podcast today. <laughs> they were both really drab. <laughs> you know? So Absolutely. You know what? I mean, no, it's true. And um, as we as we lead into the topic, you know, actually the beginning of July, you, you know, Matt had taken a our staycation. So we knew there was some things that we wanted to do that we were, we had been wanting to work on in the beginning of the year, but we just never had the time because of his schedule. And so when he took that week off, we started to completely redo my whole entire website. We were trying to launch some things that I had been wanting to get launched. And within that week we were putting in, you know, 12, 15 hour days every single day. And probably by like the third or fourth day when I woke up, I knew something didn't feel right. And as we were working, I would go sit outside because it was summertime. It was nice out. And I kept telling myself and telling Matt, like, I'm really tired. Like something feels off. And I think that, I mean, you know, I'm grateful that I'm aware. I'm, I'm grateful that I live a healthy lifestyle. I'm grateful that you know, I, I know how my body should respond to certain things, whether it's through yoga, walking, fitness, breathing, sleeping, I mean, whatever it might be to understand what those triggers are. Because I think a lot of times in life, when we aren't necessarily living a healthy lifestyle, we might ignore signs because we think it's the norm. You know, we're always used to feeling like shit. So when you feel like shit one day, you don't, you can't, you don't know the difference. Yep. And, and I, and I kept telling myself like something's, something's off, something's off. And needless to say, when Matt went back to work a few days later, I had taught a class on Thursday. I went back to my regular schedule, taught on Friday. And, uh, that Saturday I sat down on the couch and I was reading. And as soon as I turned my head, I completely just triggered something like in my neck and nothing like, it wasn't like pulling a muscle, you know, I mean, we're used to, and you know, we know what it's like to pull a muscle and you know, to make a long story short, when I saw my chiropractor on that Monday, I mean, he was even a little freaked out. I had all this fluid that built up in the base of my neck, like the base of my head and base of my neck. And, uh, like so much, it was just chronic, chronic, chronic inflammation. I couldn't turn my head. I had light sensitivity, um, not to be TMI, but I had like diarrhea. I had to put my sunglasses to go on to let the dogs out nauseous, like I mean, like, couldn't, couldn't function. Like, couldn't even function to have a straight thought function. And he was even like, I need you to tell me what has happened, like, in the past week. Because he's like, you just don't get to this point, like, out of nowhere. And, and, and again, it's just, you know, I knew something was off and I, igno- I, I and I ignored it. You know, so that's what I was saying. Like, don't ignore when you, when you have these signs and, you know, and, and it was all stress induced. I just was so worked up being off that week, knowing that we wouldn't have been able to finish everything, but knowing that I had waited months to get to this point to have this week off that like I let stress and exhaustion and just my mind went on complete and utter overload. And the result of that is it completely took me down. 
And that neck injury was three times at the chiropractor for almost a month and a half. And I really couldn't do anything for, you know, for two months. So just like Harmony was saying, you know, like, like, you know, when you can't work out and you, you, you kind of lose your routine, I couldn't work out. I mean, I could still teach my classes, but I couldn't practice yoga. I couldn't go into down dog. I would, you know, my meditation practice, like about a month later was the only thing that I could really like enjoy and embrace. But when all of this happened, it caused resentment. It caused more stress. And then I started to go into like really deep depression. I mean, I was lucky if I would get out of bed, use the restroom, let my dogs out, drink some water, brush my teeth, you know, maybe take a shower. And then all I wanted to do was go back into bed. Mm -hmm. I I couldn't work on my business because I had nothing to give. I wasn't inspired. I had nothing to share. I pretty much checked out of social media, didn't blog, didn't send out my newsletters, like nothing, nothing. I felt like I was like, like on a totally different, uh, just like basically like on a totally different planet. I, I didn't feel like myself. It was like I was having an outer body experience all due to stress. Yeah. It, yeah. it was just, the, it was actually, and, 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 and because the depression got so bad in August, it actually started to freak me out. Like, I'm like, am I ever, because, you know, it, I'm sure you can tell through podcasts, Harmony and I like to laugh. We're very joyful people. Mm-hmm. I felt like all of these, like everything that I loved and everything that got me excited, I felt like it was all being taken away from me mm-hmm. and that I was just going to be stuck like this for how long? And, and so you know, to make a long story short, to wrap that up, you know, when September rolled around and I finally started to feel better, you know, that's when I had that weird dream. It was just like, you need to get back into recovery. I mean, recovery was already on my mind, but that whole thing, it's just like, you need to get sober and you need to change your lifestyle. And it was just like, I woke up that next day and I'm like, I'm going back to AA and I'm switching to a vegan lifestyle. Yeah. And yeah, that, I mean, that's interesting, it. right? Because, like, you had all of the things that normally help you reduce stress, like your exercise and mm-hmm. your meditation and, like, all of these things, right? Like, because you wake up early and you have this routine mm-hmm. and it's what keeps you grounded. And then when that's, like, taken from you, you're just like, oh, there's, like, an emptiness. Exactly. Absolutely. And, and it's like, a routine that I – it's, like, for me, like, right. that's my routine that I love. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't I don't wake up in the morning and have this routine because it's something that I feel like I have to do right. and I dread. It's, like, a routine that I love. Yep. Yep. So, I mean, when you have things like that, when these things just happen in life, you know, and we just ignore this, like, stress that's compounding over time because it's, like – Right. It's not something that just happened in one week. Like, it's been compounding because mm-hmm. there's the stress of the fact that you haven't done it all of this time, right? Like, the work projects. And then you're like, oh, my God, this one week, so much is contingent on this one week. And, like, we have to get everything done mm-hmm. this one week. Like, there's so much pressure on that week, you know? And it's just, like, so long we let stress just, like, build up and build up and build up. And it's like we have, like, this cortisol pumping through our body, constantly Mm -hmm. and like cortisol you guys it's like fight or flight like normally you're not supposed to produce cortisol unless you're in a life or death situation you know like stress wasn't meant to be evolutionarily like we're not meant to be stressed all the time the world that we live in right now there's constant stressors you know um Obviously, along with fight or flight, you get, like, the adrenaline rush. But, like, really, cortisol, it's it's meant to be there. And especially in women, you know, like, when we're in times of stress, our bodies shut down. Like, women lose their periods if you get too stressed out. That's not solely just based on weight. If you have too much stress, granted, if you're on the pill, you wouldn't notice it, of course, because you're going to get it every month regardless. That's what the pill is designed to do. But, like, our bodies, when we are filled with cortisol and stress and it's just, like, pumping through our veins 24-7, it needs an outlet at some point. Something is going to go wrong somewhere. And then, you know, it's, like, again, the whole emotional aspect, just, like, the fact that you can get yourself into that deep, dark place. And, you know, I find myself getting there sometimes and it's just, like, a sense of hopelessness, you know, and... I think anyone and everyone, like, it can happen to everybody. It can happen to anybody. Um, But I think the key is making a point to de-stress when you don't feel stressed. Yeah. Just self-care. 
Exactly. Uh-huh. Exactly. <laughs> right? And I think what happened to you is just a huge example of, like, you were able to manage the stress, right, with your routine, but then the routine got taken away, and then it took over your body, mm-hmm. like, instantly, you know? And then you were in a funk for however long because you no longer had your systems in place to manage your stress. Right. Right? Because stress is unavoidable in the world that we live in. I'm not saying, like, go to Hawaii and live in a hammock for the rest of your life. You know, like, that's not reasonable. I'm not saying that. But we have to, have to, have to find these things in our lives that help us de-stress. Like, we've talked a little bit about this before, and we talk all the time about, like, a meditation practice and, you know, journaling and exercise. And there's so many things that you can do. But you have to find something that works for you in your life. Definitely. Also keeping in mind that it takes a while to form a habit. So, like, knowing that, oh, if I wake up early, for instance, like, the miracle morning, you know, he has you wake up early, and I talked about this on my blog recently, too, my morning routine, um, you know, and you do, like, silence, which is meditation, and you do affirmations, um, and then you do visualization, and you read, and then you write, you know, you journal. So, like, there's a lot of little things that you do right? But at first, maybe it's going to stress you out a little bit. Like, Mm -hmm. oh my God, I have to wake up early the next day. But that's like a mindset shift that you have to consciously make. Like, instead of, oh my God, like I have to wake up up at 5am tomorrow. Oh, that sucks. Like, I'm so tired. I need to go to bed and I'm not tired enough to actually fall asleep, but I'm tired and I'm exhausted. And you know, all of that, that's just more stress. So it's changing your mindset about it, right? Like, Stopping those thoughts and instead being like, I'm so excited to wake up early tomorrow morning and do this morning routine because it's going to make me feel so good. Mm-hmm. And even if you don't like really feel it, just like changing that inner dialogue so that it's it takes a more positive turn because otherwise you get into that black hole of like, everything is hopeless. Why am I even doing right. this and blah, blah, blah. And it's like you got to get yourself to a point where doing those things is a habit and it's a part of your daily life and it does feel good. And you pick one or two things to start. Yeah. And then you add on. Absolutely. You know, you build on. Because, you know, to try to change too many things at one time, you're going to create more stress. Yep. Yep. You know, but there's so many, you know, it's so easy to, I mean, for me, you know, that's why I always like to drink because if I felt stressed or I felt really anxious, alcohol was a way for me to just check out yep. temporarily and release that. Yep. And knowing that the next day, it was not going to serve me at all. It was going to make me feel in a funk. It was going to make me feel unproductive. Yep. It was going to stress me out all over again. Hello, this creates a pattern. This was yep. my pattern. And, and and knowing all the things that I've known and all the things that I've studied and learned and taught and trained and through, you know, all of these years, like that was like my one like habitual pattern that I just, I looked forward to that few hours of decompression through alcohol. Mm-hmm. And, uh, really it was the, it was the worst thing for me. You know, I mean, most people can drink in moderation. <laughs> An alcoholic can't do that. <laughs> and if you know me, I can pound some cocktails. Let's just say I, I've done some drinking with Sherry, and uh, she can really, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm can. always just like, is it ending? Does it have to end? What time is it? Oh, do we have to go to bed now? <laughs> so, right, because you know that once you go to bed, then the reality of feeling horrible is going to set it's in. It's going to set in. So then uh, there's the stress. But, you know, it's definitely when you're changing things in your life, you know, just find one or two things to start with because nowadays, you know, everybody just wants to pop a pill for everything. I'm going to take a pill for this. I'm going to take a pill for that. Or I'm going to do a drug for this. Or just like I said, I'm going to have a drink for that. And I mean, it's just like, you know, find, find the simple things, the meditations, the affirmations, start small. Maybe you start off with yoga. You like, you want to go right into fitness, but yeah, we just have all these cool things that absolutely. And like use tools that are available to you because Honestly, like for me, for so long, people say like, oh yeah, like meditate or like affirmations and like, it's also woo woo, right? Like in this modern world that we live in and like there, there are ways to do it where you can find a way that works for you. You know, maybe 
So for me, like when I do visualizations, I have to have some kind of music. I have to put on like a, I either go on YouTube and do like a visualization channel that just like plays music or I go on Pandora and I have a visualization experience radio that plays when I do visualizations because otherwise I just sit there like, okay, is this over yet? And I feel like really, really impatient. And it's the same thing with like a yoga practice oftentimes, right? Because in fitness, it's like, go, 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 boom, boom. Do as much as you can. Work as hard as you can. Yoga, you have to like chill out. Chill out, exactly. And so sometimes you're sitting there and it's going really slowly and you're like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Like you like twitch a little bit. You're like, can we move? Are we going to move yet? Is, is it almost done? <sighs> Has it been 30 minutes yet? Because I really want to move. Like, um, you know, and... But that's why doing things like yoga, like, that's great because it forces you because you're in a class, right? Like, you can't, I mean, you could. I'm sure people do it, you know. Lord knows people do it in Pio all the time where they just kind of, like, stop and, like, do their own thing. You're like, what are you doing? (laughs) Um, You know, but, like, I think yoga classes are really great because it forces you. Or doing, like, a yoga video online even. But something that, like, really forces you to just stop. Be present. Exactly. You have to calm down. Just be present. Be in your body. Pay attention to what you're doing, how it feels in your fingertips, how it feels in your toes, like just how all of the movement feels. Like we're Mm -hmm. so disconnected from our bodies all the time. Yeah. And it's also like you were saying earlier, you know, like we do these things that make us feel horrible in our bodies but we don't even really know it because we just feel like shit all the time. Yeah. And I mean, that's the story of my life until I got healthy, except I was actually at a point where I was eating so much sugar that it would make me feel physically sick, which is why I literally, which is why I was like, Oh, maybe I need to do something about this. Like it wasn't even weight loss driven because at that time I was like, Oh, like I gained weight, but now I'm a normal size. Meh. Even though I was uncomfortable in my body, I just didn't want to admit it to myself. Um, but yeah, like I was actually feeling physically ill after eating sugar and that still happens to me if I have, you know, like a gluten-free cupcake or I have something with like conventional sugar and there's a lot of sugar in it, I feel physically ill, like sick and I, yeah, I, my body is just really sensitive to like sugars and all sorts of different things anyway. But you know, it's like when you constantly are treating yourself like shit, you constantly feel like shit, but you know what? It's like the compound effect. It's the same thing with like these healthy things, you know? So maybe you start meditating for, I don't know, five minutes a day. And that's just like just sitting in silence, maybe counting your breaths. It can be something super simple. Go on YouTube, find some sort of guided meditation, find something that works for you. Um, but it's a compound effect, right? Mm -hmm. Like doing this every single day over time, you're going to feel good. Just like eating like shit every day over time, you're going to feel bad. Eventually, it's going to hit you. Just because you're getting away with it right now doesn't mean that your body does fine with what you're doing. In some way, shape, or form, down the line, it's going to affect you. And there's just no denying that. Definitely. It's so true. And, you know, I think it also just, it plays it, you know, like, I understand the struggle completely with trying to change a lifestyle. I mean, whether it's through food or whatever. Yeah. And what I always, like, even in the past when I was always trying to lose weight and just be mindful about how I ate, you know, I always try to put some intention behind it. So, like, for me, I, I mean, you know I like to eat. And, mm-hmm. and, and and by the way, like, I can eat. I can eat just like I can drink. I've got two things I'm good at, and that's, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> If they had a PhD in that, I would have that. But, you know, what always kind of helped me is that when I was, when I would try to watch my portions or I would, you know, try to watch how, like what I was eating, how much I was eating, what I was eating, like put intention behind it. Like, and so I would always think to myself, as I would look at my food or what I was going to eat, I'm so grateful that I'm actually able to eat this. I'm grateful I'm able to cook this meal tonight because there's so many people right now who 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 are starving, who are, who who can't have a nice meal like this. And so when I would put intention behind my food, it would make me not want to be so gluttonous. It would yeah. make me not want to just indulge so much because I can. Absolutely. Um, you know, it's just like having a little compassion for myself. Yeah. You, you know, because I mean, when you have these like patterns, you know, where it's just like, I'm going to like eat all of this because I can, and then I'm going to feel like crap. I right. Mean, 
You know, it's just so, I'm like, always put intention and awareness behind everything that it is that you do. And like, I truly try to live my life like that. I mean, whether it's doing a fitness program, like put intention behind it. Like, like, how do I feel today? Can I push it? Am I going to push it just because that's what they want me to do? Or should I not push it today and be right. mindful and aware? Or yeah. same thing in my yoga practice or my meditation. Like, what do I need today? Like, do I need to let go of something? Do I need to listen to someone and have them guide me? Like, what? Like, you know, it's like having that awareness and intention behind everything. And that has really helped me over time. You Absolutely. know, it, 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 it's not always a perfect method. But it's just awareness and it's being present. And the problem is nowadays is that no one's really present because society just isn't like that. They're, Mm -mm. everybody's too, I mean, and everybody thinks like being dialed into their phones and social media and all that. I I mean, I can tell you right now, there's nothing Zen about that. Like that right there is your number one stress causer, period. And you know, this is actually funny, <laughs> and I know we're, we're kind of wrapped coming up to an hour, but the other day, so this was the other morning, and I, I actually went to an AA meeting early in the morning, and it's about 8.45, and I'm in Reston, and I'm at the traffic light, and it was one of those lanes where you could go straight or you could take a right. So there was two cars in front of me, and they obviously took the right, and then I pull up, and I don't need to take a right. I need to go straight. So the girl behind me because everybody's so freaking anxious nowadays, A, because they don't give themselves enough time ever, B, they're always on their phone because everybody's so important. So yeah. she's on her phone and she's like honking her horn at me and like pointing like, 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 like with her thumb, like turn, turn, turn. And I'm just looking at my mirror and I'm like the old Sherry would have been probably flipping her off or opening my door and being like, I'm not turning, you know what? And here's the effed up thing about this, which cracked me up. I'm just watching her like she's having a total spastic meltdown behind me because like she's obviously stressed about stuff that's completely out of her control. And here's the crazy thing about it. The light turned green. She didn't even turn right. She went straight. She went oh straight God. all the way to where I was going to get on the parkway. And I just thought to myself, oh my God. she was like, it was completely out of habit. She wow. probably didn't even realize like that yeah. she was like, so like, like, you know, you don't have to take a right. You can go straight or right. She went straight. And then as she drove by me, I just, I had my sunglasses on. I just kind of glanced over and I was just thinking, biatch, you need to take a freaking chill pill. Like you need to put on some meditation. It was the funniest thing that I told that story in yoga yesterday. It's just like, oh my God. I, I, so I'm, uh, you know, if I'm going to give myself a pat on the back, I'm grateful. I'm not reactive like that anymore because I used to be an extremely reactive person, just like that girl, like always running late. Everybody does everything wrong. I'm always right. Who do you think you are? Yeah. (laughs) But it was so funny. I was like, you're going straight. Oh my God. Oh my God. (laughs) Get over yourself. Seriously. Seriously though. Get over yourself. Oh my God. Um, so one last little note back to the <laughs> intentional thing I just wanted to mention. So it's interesting because, you know, you, so that you go back to gratitude, like one thing that I think helps me, at least as far as like eating the foods that I do and eating healthy consistently is that I actually think about the nutrients that are in my food. And I think about, so like if you're someone with acne, especially, you know, like you can think about how the food that you're putting into your body is going to affect your skin. That is what I do. When I eat certain things, I eat it knowing either, hey, this is going to be bad for my skin. I'm probably going to break out. Or I eat it being like, oh my goodness, this has so many good probiotics in this raw sauerkraut. This is going to be wonderful for my gut when it goes in there. Like my body's going to love this. Oh, it's going to love these greens. It's going to love, you know, all of the protein in this meat or whatever. Like I always think about the nutrients that are on my plate and think about how my body is going to be able to use those nutrients. Like, yeah, maybe that doesn't work for everyone and that doesn't connect for everyone. But like, if you are conscientious about how your food affects your body and like what that means for your skin and your hormones and just being educated about the effects of different foods on your body, then I mean, it's really kind of a great way to look at your 
look at your plate and look at your food and gratitude as well, of course. But, um, well, and I think it's just, you know, we take, like, we do take for granted as a society how privileged we really are. Oh, yeah. I mean, we all, you know, we all stress about money. We all have, you know, good months, bad months. I mean, that that's just the cycle of life, you know, regardless. But, you know, there's so much, un, like, there's so much undue stress that we put on ourselves. Yep. Like, like for for stuff we just can't even control. I mean, yeah, it's just like and 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 it only and like it progressively gets worse and worse and worse. And I just you know it, it kind of has to get to a point. Like I mean, I think I had the light bulb go on. I don't know, like probably you know eight years ago or so, where I just woke up one day and I'm like, I don't want to be an asshole anymore. Yeah, I'm tired of feeling like shit. Yeah, I, I mean, it's just like I don't really know what it like what like where like where people have to be pushed to to mm-hmm. to just understand like we have choices I mean and even when things don't go right like my life is not gravy train it's very up and down and highs and lows and can be very chaotic and can be very peaceful but I still have a choice every single day how I choose to react to things how I choose to react to people you know what I mean And, and that in itself makes my stress level go way down. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, because we have no control over anyone else. No. Anything else. Circumstances. Like, no control whatsoever. Whatsoever. The only thing we have control of is ourselves. Exactly. And we like to believe that we don't somehow have control over ourselves. Um, no. Like, I'm sorry. That's what the point of working on yourself is. Like, you learn... You have to know yourself. Exactly. Right? Like, we go through life, and we don't even ask ourselves questions. We don't know ourselves, for the most part, because unless you are taking steps and making effort to get to know yourself, it doesn't just happen. Exactly. Like, you have to go through self-exploration and, like, really know who you are. I mean, your life can only grow as much as you're willing to grow yourself. You know, and that goes for a business. Your business can only grow as much as you're willing to grow yourself. That can go for relationships, everything. Like you stunt the growth of everything in your life when you don't work on like growing yourself and becoming a whole person. Exactly. Whatever that definition means for you, you know, and you can't really be this like frazzled, stressed out person and feel calm and zen and whole absolutely and it's and you know and like don't get stuck in your story like yes. we all have a story and and you know what like use your and I mean and, and I got stuck in my story for many years hence the chip on my shoulder and just you know creating bad right, habits yeah. but you know use your own story to inspire yourself like use your own story to motivate you use your own story to make change yep you know and and I mean even being back in the program you know back in AA you know you just like, you hear so, like, as bad as you think things are for you, trust me, there's people out there that have it way worse. And I just, I hear so many stories that I'm like, wow, like, you went through that and you're in recovery. You've got five years sobriety. You've got 10 years sobriety. Like, that's just an example. Y- you know, like, there is some deep, heavy personal shit that we all move through as human beings. But your story, don't get stuck in it. And don't use it as an excuse. Mm-hmm. Use it to heal yourself. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And then on top of that, like, you can rewrite your story. You know what I mean? Exactly. Because it's all about perspective. So, and, like, going forward, you know, don't make it, like, the self-fulfilling prophecy where, like, oh, well, in the past, this was always how things were, so that means that, like, for the rest of my life, I'm just, this is just who I am. Right. This is just me. <laughs> like, no, okay? No. No. <laughs> like, you know, you can rewrite your story, and, like, you can, you are the one who decides where your story goes from this moment forward and every moment hereafter. You're the one who decides through your actions, through your thoughts, you know, through everything, every aspect of you, like, you're the only one who controls that. You can't control anything else. You just can't. Exactly. So we just all have to do the best that we can. I know we're over an hour here, so we're going to wrap it up. Um, We talked a lot, but I think this was a really important topic, a really, really we kind of actually hit on a few topics, which is we nice. We did. We did. We talked about a lot of different things because we've both been moving through a whole lot in our lives. 
Um, so I really hope that, you know, this episode spoke to you today. Please do leave us reviews and comments on the episode, um, on iTunes, because that's how we can share our message with more people. The more that you leave us reviews and leave us comments, it moves us up in iTunes. So it helps more people find us. Um, cause otherwise, you know, it can be kind of hard to find podcasts and we really do love and appreciate every single one of you. Um, keep the questions coming in. You can always leave questions in the comments, of course, on this episode. Um, you can also contact us at discoveringyoupodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Instagram at discoveringyoupodcast. Um, you can also find, of course, us individually. I'm the Paleo Ballerina on pretty much any platform. Sherry is either under Sherry Matthews or Live Free with Sherry. It's um, S-H-E-R-I. Yes. S-H-E-R-I. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to wrap it up for today. We really do love and appreciate you guys so, so much. And we're really excited to bring you some more podcasts and end the year strong. Exactly. Yeah. We're, we're back. Woohoo! <laughs> We're back. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Have a great day. All right, over and out. <laughs> now, a word from our sponsors. Need a storyteller? Look no further. Davina Speaks is eager and dedicated to bring your project to life. A theatrical degree paired with natural gifts, Davina is a voiceover talent established by Voices for All. Recordings are created in a private, at home studio for fast, quality, and flexible productions. Davina Speaks upholds professional yet personable endeavors, thrilled to collaborate within your final input. Stop by DavinaSpeaks.com and send a message with Discovering You as the subject for a special discount.